Today on episode 85 of the Home of Play podcast, we choose our top five 2021 PlayStation games played so far. And we also discuss our top five PlayStation games played in 2021. All that, no more. Let's get some intro. Welcome back to a very special episode 85 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join for us to give you all the latest in our lists, because this week it is very different. I can't read the traditional intro. I'm your host, Stephen. With me, I'm joined by the King of Platinum Trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home Play Podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or pay for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy at your leisure. We only ask you help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the ninjas about the podcast and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because you love the gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss our list. That's right, the list Chris mentioned at the start of the episode. This week's a special episode, like I was saying at the start, we have no news articles, it's just the list, and if you listen to last week's episode, I kind of touched on how I'm on holidays, we're time wizards, and we're basically recording this two weeks early, so you have something to listen to from us uh, for the whatever week this is coming out. I could look at a calendar and see, but I'm not going to, because that is very me. So anyway, we're going to get into it. We have two lists we're going to get through on this very little shorter episode, obviously, but um, still a very special episode like I keep using. Top five games of 2021 so far, because the gear's not done, and I think we'll be adjusting our lists more towards January, but I thought I'd give you a little update, seeing we're only a few months away. And then we're going to end it with top five games played in 2021. If they sound similar, that is because I'm just trying to confuse you. What it basically means is the first list is basically games that came out in 2021, where the second list is just games that we played for the first time in 2021. They're new to us. I justify these causes. Anyway, Chris, I think we should start with the top one, the one everyone's dying to get to, the top five games so far on 2021 that we have played on our PlayStation consoles. So do you want to take the lead? We're going to start with number five and work our way up. Or, or I let you decide, do you want to start with your honorable mentions before we get to the number five? Uh, I don't have any honorable mentions in the 2021 category. I have one. Let me start. And it is cheating. I will admit this, but this joke slash cheat will carry forward. So I start with what I was going to call number six, near replicant. It came out in March 2021, but I haven't actually played it. But I already know because it's a near game that I'm going to love it. And I wouldn't doubt that at the end of the year, this is going to be in my top five. So that is why it's kind of a cheat. But I also it's more like a prediction. Yeah, I think you're going to enjoy that one. Probably you seem to be a fan of that series. The music, the atmosphere and the lore, my friend. Okay, starting with number five, this one, let's let's just put this in a box there's not a lot of 2021 games for playstation um there are definitely out there but stuff that i've played and i I was interested in it's a tough list for me this year um so that's why for my number five and i'm making an early prediction on this one (laughs) is gonna be far cry 6 i'm already enjoying the combat quite a bit 
Um, the only reason this is in number five and not higher up potentially is just because I've only just, you know, bit the surface of it. So uh, I, this could end up being a number four even. Uh, but I don't know. I've just I've, I've had a good time. It's fun. It's actiony. Yeah, it has a few bugs uh, that we talked about last week or an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> if you're t- testing us on our recording times. Um, but hopefully that stuff will get patched and there are workarounds for that sort of thing. Uh, but you know, Far Cry is one of those ones. It's just, it keeps coming back and it's, it's, it's just fun. I like, it's, I have fun playing it. So that's why it made my number five. My number five, Chris is sadly, and a lot like yourself, certain games are going to get in this list. By default, it's not that some of them I don't even think deserve. I think in a better year, wouldn't even make my list. But 2021, if I say it once, I'll say it a million times, probably during this recording. It's a rough year. Me and Chris, before we even started recording, we looked at uh, two years prior. I think I read you my 2018 list. Yeah. That was, and it was a top 10. I could fill it with 10 easily. It was such a good year. That was banger. Not this year. Not this year. So forgive me, but it, my number five is It Takes Two. Yep. It was good enough. It's a solid multiplayer game. Uh, cooperative play, I doubt there's many that could stand against it. So I, I do think it's a good game. I don't want people to think this is negative. I just don't think this game on any other year, like again, like I said, 2018, would have made my list. Not saying again, it's not a bad game. I had a good time with it. I would be willing to play it again if my wife could understand how to move a character and control the view with two separate analog sticks, I'd play with her. Like, I think it is an entertaining enough game. It's just a very basic story. I, I, I This is not one that you think about a week after playing. It's not going to, you know, be in the back of your head, you know, scratch and be like, oh, that was really complex dialogue. It's not that game. Let, let's face it. But it was good enough, and it is my number five. Chris, can I get your number four? My number four is maybe a surprise, maybe not. Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Interesting. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's the first game that's like not a AAA game where the price of the game, they didn't put it out full price. There's a lower price. And I'm like, after playing the game, I'm like, you know, that's a reasonable price. Uh, and because the game itself was a lot of fun. Uh, I fully expect myself to actually get the platinum on it. At some point, I'll go back and finish it on the hardest mode. There's definitely some difficulty in that game, which is nice. Um, yeah, overall, it was a, it was just another one that I had a lot of fun with. Uh, good game. The story was adequate, above adequate, and uh, really colorful. I don't know. I just uh, had a lot of fun with it. And I would actually recommend that one to most people, to be honest. It hits a lot of demographics, in my opinion. So, hmm. Yeah, I, that's a game that I would still like to check out in the future. I don't know if I'll get to it in 2021. So maybe it makes the games I played in 2022 <laughs> list yeah. next year. But it did look interesting to me. I do like the aesthetics of it. Uh, it looks charming. Yep. I mean, again, I'm just going off. I did hear some people complain about simple simplicity that but at the same time they're talking about hard and difficulty so i'm like well how can it be simplistic but difficult (laughs) it just seems like it's at odds but again some people including myself sometimes let's be honest like to pick things apart (laughs) so 
My number four, Chris, is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Speaking about taking things apart. For sure. I'm not a big proponent for this series. It's fine. I honestly couldn't tell. I've never played one before. Uh, usually these type of games don't speak to me, but this was kind of a PlayStation 5 showpiece. A so true one, I, yeah. Yeah, I felt like obligated that I had to at least try because I knew you weren't going to get it. One of us should at least get it. Kind of like you got Kina, I get this. We take turns, but neither one of us are getting Deathloop. So I got Rift Apart. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, it, it again, it's not my normal type of game. I don't think I'm ever going to come back to it because of that, but I can still appreciate that it graphically looked amazing. Uh, you know, it looks better than most Pixar films, honestly. The animations were great. The story was fun. I liked Rivet. You know, I can't remember. For some reason, I can't remember the other robot, but she was charming as well. Uh, story was fine. Like, again, if you're expecting more like a Pixar well, not even. I'd say Pixar has a better story typically because they get really deep in emotions and pulling on your heartstrings. And this one tried that, but I don't think lands like a Pixar film, but it's as good as like most or like mediocre Disney films. I don't know. So it's it's good enough. I, I keep trying to say great, but I'm like, no, it's good enough. Like, again, it's not a game I'm going to come to. And any other year, like I keep saying, I don't think this would have made my list. It would have been an honorable mention for sure. Um, but good enough again in this year, I guess maybe it is great. Cause you know, I, there's a lot of duds and a lot of delays. So what are you going to do? Chris, what's your number three? So my number three, I know we talked about this one. We didn't talk about all these ahead of time, but this one I had to bring up just in case to see if it didn't break any rules. This one is the mass effect legendary edition. We talked about this earlier is like, does this one break the mold? And I, I think we both agreed it, it, it does. They did en- enough significant improvements to the game, uh, added all the DLC content. Um, what else? I don't know. It's just the big time gap between the other original three. They bundled them all together. I mean, what, what more can I say about Mass Effect? It's, you know what you're getting with those games. I, I really enjoyed that trilogy in the beginning. And I still am enjoying it now. Uh, now, I haven't finished the third one yet. And I'm about two-thirds of the way through the second one. That one, it's kind of been put on hold. But I, I don't know. I just really love the characters, the environment. Uh, like I said, the improvements they did were fairly significant in my eyes. Uh, another batch of trophies to go for, which I love. And it's just, I don't know. It's Mass Effect. I, I like Mass Effect. Even the one that people hated. I, I like them all. So... That is why this one makes my number three, and I'm happy to say it's there. I checked with Charles from accounting. He is who basically confirmed that this would be allowed. Um, (laughs) He looked at the rules that I stipulated. He did the numbers. It fits. It's fine. So, Chris, that is your number three. It's locked in. My number three, non-surprisingly, Tales of Arise. Yeah, Uh, I really like this game. It's The longer I get into it, the less I think... Basically, the story gets less strong and, uh, oh, it's going to be a horrible sentence, but less Peter's out. (laughs) Yes. It basically wears thin the longer you go into it. I thought there was going to be some interesting Final Fantasy-esque twists, and then they kind of do the opposite, and it falls flat, in my opinion, and then it continues, like, where you think the end is, you get there, and then it turns out it's just more, but it feels like it's just for the sake of there being more. 
And I know I get upset sometimes when RPGs are too short. Like, it feels like they didn't have a sound structure before they started production. You know, Final Fantasy 15 is a good one. We just didn't feel like a proper end. It didn't feel like we even had <laughs> an adventure to get there. Um, this is kind of the opposite of that, where it's just, it's going on just for the sake of going on. I think that's why I'm having a hard time finishing it currently. But the battle system's amazing. Compared to, like, any real... I don't like real-time or like action RPGs. I say that all the time. This one is one I would by far say it's better than anything else. I, I know a lot of people like Final Fantasy VII Remake. I hated it. I think it's a bad system. I think it's very hand-holdy. I think it absolutely makes you play the game a certain way. This is the opposite. You can have any battle. You Party, sorry. You can have your party set up any way you want. You can customize them. You can change their weapons mid-play. You do combos together that might enhance your abilities. It's great that way. And you can play any character you want. Can't say that about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake literally controls your party altogether. Oh, can, you can only play with Aerith and Cloud now. And oh, okay, maybe later you'll play with Tifa and Barrett. But it's always what they want you to do. And it's always, you know, even the material they control. This one, you can unlock abilities just by using certain abilities enough time. Or you do a side quest and you get an ability from that. It's great. Like, I just think, it, and it's always building on itself. 20 hours in, I was still just unlocking new mechanics, which is awesome in a game like that. So that is why it's in my number three. This is the first game that I can definitely say deserved to actually be in my number three. No, for sure. Chris, what is your number two? So I had to think about my number two. Being that we're talking about PlayStation games that came out in 2021, my list and that I played them, my list wasn't too, too high. Um, so my number two is Returnal. Uh, you had gotten me hooked on Demon Souls significantly and the Souls-like games over the last couple of years I've been enjoying a lot more of. Um, Returnal it was my true PlayStation 5 game and I really enjoyed it. Now, mind you, I know I haven't... I did the first run, which they actually consider like the first act, I guess, of the game. So I'm not that far in the game, um, but I was always worried about like committing time and then power outages and possibly losing everything I did. And so it's like I knew if I played it, I had to commit that time to it. But overall, I really like the flow of the game. I like how you unlock things. Uh, the weapons are goofy and fun, like the Resogun series for sure. Uh, just overall, I, it visually, it looks good. The story is interesting. I do want to find out more about what happens with the character because, like I said, I'm not all the way through. Thought I did. Then I wasn't. But overall, a uh, really good game. A good showcase for the PlayStation 5. Glad that the studio got picked up by Sony. Uh, look forward to see what more they're going to do, to be honest. Returnaler. Returnaler. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> returning. Returning. Uh, <laughs> so I, yeah, it's very interesting you put that there. I, it's another game that I never got a chance to try. Uh, I don't think I ever will. It just seems like a game that would frustrate me. I think if it had a different structure like Hades, where you could build upon your own build, and the next time you try it, technically it could be easier for you. You could get further. I think if they would have went that path, I probably would have picked this game up. But the fact that they doubled down and that it's always going to be hard and not just hard, but randomly hard. You know, other people I've listened to that have played it multiple times just talk about basically they can tell in the first two hours if it's even worth continuing just based on the weapon drops. 
Uh, so I'm like, I think that turned me off a little, but like, it's one of those games that you, even though I know it's not for me, I, I just want to cheer on anyway. So anyway, I'm going to go to my number two and, uh, I don't think this will surprise many people. Cause again, how many games actually came out this year worth talking about? And my number two is Resident Evil 8, not 7, Village. So I played Resident Evil 8. I never played 7. I watched 7. I think I've talked about this many times on the podcast. It's it's too intense for me. Like, let's face it. I'm a big, big old baby and I can't handle the scares. This one toned it down quite a bit. Uh, kind of blended 7's fear factor with, I would say, a 4's more action-y style. And it was a good blend. It's a jolly good show i think i enjoy the story enough to justify playing it i never the whole time did i feel like it dragged too much well i guess the last area or biome or whatever you want to call it was its weakest point um but whatever you get through that and it's fine enough i think the first two are so good that uh it's easy enough to just keep going and like i said the, i wanted the conclusion so that got me through at least but it definitely dragged near the end and yeah it's solid gameplay solid mechanics uh you know i guess there could be a little bit more to be desired for character growth with ethan like you still don't know what the guy looks like fine kind of ends on a weird note if you watch after credit stuff but uh yes it's just another resident evil where at the end of it you can just say to yourself well, I have no idea what the hell's happening. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's a good sign that you played a legit Resident Evil. Did you have a good time getting there? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, me too. That's why it's my number one. <laughs> oh, you crazy. I, I mean, you've, you nailed it on the head with most of that. Like, it's, I'm, if it hasn't been known already, I'm pretty much a Capcom Resident Evil fanboy. I just love the lore, even the bad ones. <laughs> I like just because I don't know. It's just the lore of the characters and the whole story arc and whatnot. Mind you, number seven, I I did not give a shit about Ethan. <laughs> Where uh-huh. number eight for me gave it a I don't know a little bit more depth, I guess, uh, for the character, which was a little nice. It gave him a little bit more motivation other than just to survive, which is pretty standard in most of those stories. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of the characters were really good. Some of the other characters were okay. Uh, the ending definitely went off the freaking rails. Um, and not in a true Resident Evil standard. Like, usually you get your standard countdown, something's gonna blow up, get away. Not the same in this case, but um yeah uh overall like i said really enjoyed the game is it a perfect game by any means no it's not there's things they could have done that were better uh choices they could have made definitely in some cases why is it not vr i don't know it seems like a perfect game for vr uh, I still think that's something that's coming at some re- point like, well but like graphically the only thing that could handle that would probably be valves vr unit it's the only thing they would handle it so i personally think it's something and this is pure speculation i don't even think there's rumors but i just keep make i'm going to make it happen myself but when psvr 2 comes out i don't doubt if there's some vr some partnership component that comes later yeah i mean it's still the re engine right and that's what they used in sevens so obviously they made improvements but yeah 
that is why this one is my number one big fanboy. Uh, love Resident Evil, even though like the characters, like I said, were I'm not a huge fan of Ethan. <laughs> my number one, speaking about fanboyism, Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. So we got the expansion in the director's cut. That's kind of more what I'm referencing here, not the whole re-release, because I don't think it would have counted. But if we're talking about just the expansion, it's a decent size expansion. I had a good time. The story is actually pretty good. I don't want to say it's comparable to the original, minus some of the family elements that I think were a little stronger. I had a great time with it. What can I say? It's more Ghost of Tsushima. It was the best game of the year last year. And because of this content... It's the best game of this year <laughs> for me. Again, I, always speaking about myself. Uh, I just loved, yeah, everything. They added, there's side quests in it. They changed gameplay mechanics. Some of the armor sets changed the entire way I played. And specifically, they spoke to the ways that I choose to play the game where I'm very much about getting that perfect parry, that perfect counter. Well, there's an armor set that basically speaks to that and powers that up. But there's a cost. You you have to know what you're doing. If you don't, you're just going to get murdered. I appreciate that. It was really great. And like I said, the story's fun. And it's something I feel like I would play again. I thought the story was good enough. Not to mention the horse got armor, guys. Come on. The horse has armor now. And it looks badass. Awesome. Great. Can't wait to play more of it. A lot more cosmetic stuff they added. Uh, you know, it loads faster, which I didn't even think would be possible. But with the PS5, you don't even get that long initial load like every open world used to. It's just as fast as when you die now. It's ridiculous. I couldn't couldn't believe it. So anyway, that is for sure my game of the year. Uh, this one, I would say, would have made my list had I actually sat down and played it. And I had started a new game, but I have not made it to that content yet. So I did not want to put this on my list because I have not played the DLC technically yet. So this it would have, it would have hands down gotten into the, at least the top three for sure. If not number one, I mean, it's Ghost. Come on. But by Far Cry 6. (laughs) I was literally going to say that, but I'm glad you said it for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, Chris, we got through that list. That leaves us with one more list to go, and that is our top five games played in 2021, meaning any game that we've never played before, but we finally got to try in 2021, and that's going to be our top five. So my list is a bit different than you'd expect, um, I think there's literally only two games that made both lists, uh, but they're not in the same placement. So yeah. a little, a little sprinkle of diazel on that same one. Same for me. So I have three honorable mentions. I don't know if you have any. I have four. Okay. I'll let you start then since you have more than me. Okay. Well, two of them that were on my list for the first list is Far Cry 6 and uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits. They did not make my top five. Uh, Far Cry, I don't think would make it there, even if I did play all the way through it. Um, and you know, it was good. It just wasn't that good. Um, I also put on there Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm having a good time playing that one, um, even with all the cinematics. <laughs> and then I also added the indie game Spirit Fair. I really that one was an emotional game that was fun. It had the whole crafting and cooking and building room dynamics stuff that I like. So I had a lot of fun with that one. And I definitely recommend it. But that is my honorable mentions. How about yourself? What made your three honorable mentions? My three honorable mentions are going to be a little wacky. We're going to start with number eight, Dreams. Okay. I purchased it this last year. I tried it. I think it's creative. It's again, I think it's a problem I have. 
but it's just it's too much for me to get into. It's very deep. I think that's a strong thing uh, when you're doing, you know, an engine like this where you're basically just telling people that they can create everything. Obviously, it needs to have options. It needs to have depth. It's just a little too much. I'm drowning in how deep this thing is. And that's fine. I, th- I still think that means it could have done great. I do think this thing needs to end up in P- on, on the PC platform. I think that would save it, honestly. I don't think... People are going to be talking about this, and I feel like whatever we do hear from it dies a little more every day. But if they brought it to PC, which I pray to God they do, what else is Media Molecule doing right now, really? Like, so I'm hoping what they are doing is basically patching it themselves and porting it over to PC. They're letting those little big planet servers die. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're not fixing that. You know, they're not spending their time there. Number seven. This one's weird because I'm not an indie guy, but I did appreciate Little Nightmares. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I like that one. That was a good game. Uh, I enjoyed it. Is it perfect? No, but it was so weird. And the story, especially at the end, I did not see the twist. Uh, That was really cool. I think that honestly gained it a few points in my book. So I appreciate it. And any game that's an indie game, because like I said all the time, I typically don't love those experiences because I feel like they're just what I grew up playing and I want to move forward. I always want the next level. Um, that one just, yeah, if it does speak to me, I feel like that just means there is something special there. Next honorable mention tales of Arise. It was on my top list, but when it comes to actual games, I played like yourself, how far cry six doesn't make the list anymore. Same with tales of Arise. That story really lost it points for me and it just wears thin. I think I'm going to steal from you. I think that was the best way I could say um and that's unfortunate but you know it's still a great rpg and we didn't have a lot of great ones this year so i still you know salute to it it's my honorable mentions chris start with your number five uh my number five is one that we talked about already uh for playstation played games in 2021 was returnal Ooh, yeah i don't have too much more to say on that one but it still made my list not number two but it went to number five it lives up to the name because it returned on the second list. <laughs> My number five, and this one I don't think you're going to see coming. Get over here. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. I did not play the DLC until 2021, and it's good. It's, I, I almost said great, and yeah. I feel like it is on that line, so maybe I should call <laughs> it good, um, because it, it, you know, it's more Mortal Kombat. What can I say? It's hokey. It's cheesy. It's campy, but that's what is what is Mortal Kombat now. That is the makings of Mortal Kombat. It's fun enough. I love the story. Um, I This one's a little weird because they let you kind of pick your ending. So I'm like, well, I don't like that there's no definitive ending, even though you can kind of guess. It's like uh, Life is Strange, the first one. There is a real ending. Let's yeah. face it. There's a real ending. I feel like the same thing here. And I enjoyed it. It's great. You know, they didn't add a lot of characters. I think there's like three, but... Shang Sun, great character. Uh, even Fujin was okay. And, uh, you know, it brings back a lot of those other characters in more cutscenes, like me. One of my favorite characters, Shao Kahn. They really used him in this one, and I appreciate that. So you get number five, and I had a good time. My number four. Uh, maybe you'll see it coming. I talked about it a good amount this year. Uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. I have put that on my list. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, super charming game. The combat was like fun. 
The humor was relatively good with the narration from the gods. A couple like small twists in the game. I didn't feel like it was a grind to get all the collectibles and everything. I mean, it was, but it wasn't like painful or like, I don't know what the right word is. Sucky. (laughs) It was just, it it was very fun. The progression in the game was really spaced out nicely. Uh, love the upgrading system, um, and it has you know the the Ubisoft twist with like all the viewpoints and all that kind of stuff, and just the way they spread collectibles and challenges and puzzles. Oh, the puzzles! So many puzzles, not like crazy puzzle, like hard puzzles, but like just the sheer amount of them. Uh, it's really good, good for the brain. Had a really good time with it. That's why it makes my number four. I believe that was a 2020 game, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to play it until I I waited for the PS5 at that point. So I believe it was late 2020. So. Yeah, November or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Had a lot of fun with it. Am I ever going to go back to it? No, I've done it. I've it's gone done. Yeah, there are DLCs for it, but not enough to bring me back to go and jump into that world again. But mm-hmm. overall, really enjoyed it. Had a good time. Well, mine's not going to surprise you either. Number four, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. For sure. It's fantastic. It's not as strong as the, the full package was last year, obviously. and uh, But it was still great, so I had to include it in this list. Nope. Like you said, not much more to talk about. I think I said it all in the first list. Yep. It's great. It's a good expansion. It's one that I would say is worthy of being paired with. Maybe not as great as Blood and Wine, I think, for The Witcher 3, like size-wise, but you know, as substantial. So there you go. I don't know if we've ever said this before, but go get that game. <laughs> we've definitely said that. Yes. But yeah. Now, if you held out for some reason and didn't get the original, get the director's cut. Oh, you're, for sure. You're going to have a great, amazing, beautiful time. Well, we did play that one, though. We did play the multiplayer finally, and mm-hmm. we had fun with it. So we only did the normal mode. Um, maybe we'll go back to it at some point and do the harder difficulty. Maybe we definitely didn't do like the raid mission because we didn't yeah. get that high of a level. But I, there's potential in that multiplayer mode. I could see a lot of people liking it. Yeah, but we will move on to my number three. Uh, once again, this one was a near end of 2020. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales was my number three. Um, I don't know what needs to be said on that. It's Spider-Man, Miles Morales. So much fun getting around the city. Um, I liked all the collectibles from even from the first one. They felt like they had value or they added like lore or content or just shouts out to other Spider-Man's related stuff. Uh, the costumes, I didn't have as much of an issue with costumes. Um, but then again, I'm not, I'm not super crazy to look it's not that. that i had issue i just definitely have a preference i think some yeah, look better better ones yeah yeah um just swinging around man it's just something relaxing about it just soothes the soul yeah it's a freaking short game but they did it right and they made it well uh-huh. so this is why this one goes on my number three I had a lot of good fun with this one this is another one i I was going to say, do I highly recommend? I do. Don't know if it's worth the full price. If you get the bundle of the original and this one, I think it's worth it. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much what I'll leave it at. 
My number three, surprising no one, and it is Demon Souls. Only number three? There's a reason for that. And anyway, Demon Souls, fantastic. I played a lot with Chris. I played a little bit in 2020, but not really. You know, honestly, I think I got through three bosses. It intimidated me. It scared me. And I ran away. And let's face it, there's a lot of stuff to be played in, in early or sorry, late 2020. So in 2021, I convinced Chris to get it, which then got me hooked on it. And holy crap, did we spend a lot of hours in that game? A lot of time. I feel like we mastered it. I mean, we beat it in New Game Plus. So, you know, and even by the end, when I really started to like see the matrix and understand the workings, I own that and like the final <laughs> hardest boss. Like, I literally could have killed him in three hits. Like, I figured out that game. Yeah. So I loved it. I had a great time with it. And to this day, in my opinion, it's the best looking PS5 game we have. So, you know, it, it really speaks to itself. If you don't like challenging games, if you don't feel like you're in the Soul series, this probably isn't going to change your mind. But I would strongly suggest if you see it on sale, at least giving it a try. And uh, yeah, what more can be said, Chris? No, definitely loved it. That's why it's not my number two. No, my number two is Resident Evil Village. We've already talked about it, but I, if I had to specifically narrow it down to PlayStation games that I had fun with, that was one of them. I beat it like, frick, I don't know how many times. How many times? Three times to beat it. And then did all the mercenaries mode, which I complained about <laughs> so much, but I still had a fun time playing it. Uh, it's one of those ones too where it's like, yeah, I've done everything in it, but I could see myself going back and just playing through it randomly from time to time. Mm -hmm. So had a lot of fun with it. That's why it made my number two. What made your number two? Because if Demon Souls was number three, what the hell was your number two? Resident Evil 8 Village. Oh, you liked it more. It's, I think, just because it was so different and the time I needed a different genre, and that genre usually doesn't speak to me. And I, don't, I just had so many interesting things happen. I think, you know, it's one of the first games that I even played with a true 4K on my TV. Um, I think it's one of the first ones when I had uh, the 3D audio headphones. And I remember that specifically being the game where I finally understood 3D audio because all of a sudden I could pinpoint where things were, even though it was too dark to see them yet. Yeah. Which that was just such a quick moment where you're like, oh my God, I, I understand this. This is amazing. And yes, it does change the experience. You know, it had the haptic feedback. It had all this stuff. I think that is why I still like, you know, if you put it back to back, are you like, yes, normally I'd rank Demon Souls better, but I think I'm getting lost and they're probably interchangeable, honestly. I would, you know what? Now looking back, I'm like, maybe Demon Souls is slightly, <laughs> but we're going to whatever. I'm solidifying it. You're probably right. Maybe Demon Souls deserves to be my number two. Whatever. They're that close together, though. They're both great games. Replayability, though, I'd give it to Demon Souls. Uh, hours, gameplay-wise, Demon Souls. But Resident Evil 8, yeah, like, for, you know, I think if I were to give Resident Evil 8 to someone who just got their PS5, I think it speaks more because of all those features I was saying. I think that's why I had such an issue placing these. But um, hopefully that justifies my insanity. But there you go. No, for sure. And I'm in the same boat because my number one is Demon Souls. They're right next Woo! together. My, uh -huh. only, my only reason that Demon Souls... Well, maybe not only reason. Demon Souls has more reasons. But the reason that hurt 
village a little bit on this one was all the small little issues and small things that I, and some of the story choices weren't that great in my opinion uh in in some regards where demon souls i felt was apart from you know having to try to figure out the lore and whatnot and i never played the original demon souls but it it was felt like a very very polished game i we never had any issues my minus the man eater we never speak of the man eater jeez uh, yeah but yeah <laughs> but very very <laughs> minuscule issues compared like it's a very polished game it was a very great showcase for the PlayStation 5. Absolutely. Uh, it just knocked it right out of the freaking park. And it was just, I had a blast playing that with you. Like, it was so much fun to play that. Uh, most of them I have played co-op in some form. Uh, number three and number two, I think. And that uh, one worked without any issue, really. Like, when I think no, about yeah. our multiplayer time together, it I don't even remember that much lag. Like, even when we were getting invaded, it's the two of us. It worked really well. It worked really well. Whereas, and it, it, I don't, it doesn't, I don't know if it has that bridge gap that the other Dark Souls, like if some, if your buddy plays it too much and gets too many souls, then it's harder to even join them. Even if you're trying to use like a password and stuff, there's like it's a level gap. It's definitely kinder. Cause I don't think it ever tones down your buddy, even if he's higher than you. Right. Where Dark Souls three definitely did that. This one was like, no, you can keep all your items. And again, I think that's a lot of them recycling the base code. So I just don't think they thought those things through when it originally came up. But I'm okay with that because when we got invaded when I was in your game, holy moly, was I messing those people up. They did not see that coming, especially when I got all those buffs to work at the end. One hit kills. (laughs) Like, they were not expecting that. I had such a blast playing that. It was my first experience with the Demon Souls game. Um, I was just super surprised and all the little hidden things in the game the different challenges picking up the system of like the light worlds and the dark worlds and all that kind of stuff really enjoyed it had a blast 10 out of 10 you know what i changed my opinion and i'm going to make demon souls my number two after this conversation it just seems right what's your number one number one chris Doki Doki i feel like you you should have seen this coming, and it's going to hit you across the face, and it's going to make you a sad is boy. Near near Autonoma. Yeah. Oh my God, was that game amazing? That is, you know, I talked about this with a one of the games prior, where I said like, well, I guess it was Dreams, where it's a game that you're not going to think about a week later. I'm thinking about near Autonoma and its ending and the sad complexities that it touches on. Months after I played it, the music is still in my head. There's sometimes where I just go on YouTube, and I guess because of the algorithm, it knows I was interested. Well, they'll just have like videos of people that have kind of remixed the music alone with just like a cool pixelated background. I've clicked those sadly. I've clicked those just to hear the music because the music's amazing. Uh, I love the story. It's just, I don't know what it is that speaks to me. Like, there's some animes that do this, too, but they're just so prolific and amazing, and I just, I love them so much, and even though I could totally understand why one other person may come in and be like, are you sure? Like, this is okay, but this is just a hamburger. Like, this isn't, you know, a a, a ribeye or something. It's a hamburger. I get why they'd get that, but for me, for some reason, it speaks to my soul. I love it. I already pre-ordered a 2B figure. I think that's getting re-released in December. I can't wait to have it on my desk next to Persona. That's how important it is. 
it is going to be next to Persona for me, which, by the way, nothing is next to Persona right now. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know, it just speaks to me, and that's why I made that joke that, like, Near Replicant will probably end up being in my top list, and honestly, where Resident Evil Village is, it's probably going to take that, too. Yeah. I, I loved it. I can't say enough good things about it. If you haven't tried it, try it. It's interesting. There's a lot of customizations. I, I enjoyed the battle of it. I just, I don't know. The only thing I'd say is some of the side quests definitely leave something to the imagination. That'd be the only downside I have with it. But I love like the three playthroughs give you different sides of the story. The third one being completely different. Oh, it's just fantastic. Multiple different endings, but let's face it. There's one true ending and it made, it made my heart feel. So, uh, honestly, this kind of makes me want to go back. To, I would just, the soundtrack, man. The thing's popping, man. Ah, oh, come on. Like, how do you make such a good game? God damn it. Okay, Chris, that's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one. I need to go take a cold shower because I'm getting hot. <laughs> uh, I have a small other list. Uh, just going to run through it really quick. It's games that I, that are already out that I intend on playing. And like, they could have made one of these lists. I just haven't had the time. Um, like you mentioned, Ghost of Tsushima, I, I it probably would have made these lists. I just haven't had the time or been playing other newer stuff. Uh, that's why that's not on the list. Little Nightmares Two, that's another one that has been out for a while, and I fully that intend on playing it. Controversial because from everything I've been reading, I almost bought it multiple times because I've seen it on sale a couple times, and like you know now, yeah. I enjoyed the original. I hear a lot of people saying that one's actually worse. Mm. I have heard similar stuff, but I feel like it's going to be one that I'm probably going to get at some point, regardless. So mm. I think I'll I'll have more stock in like your evaluation yeah. of it. So I look forward to what you say. Another controversial one in a way, the medium or medium. Uh, it's just the idea of it really interests me. It's just the only thing that's holding me off of that one is some of the bad stuff where it's like, yeah, there's suspense, but nothing happens <laughs> like up until like the couple spots. And then the, the monster that hunts you is kind of dumb, I've heard. I'm so surprised since you have Game Pass, you haven't tried that yet. Eh, yeah, no. I've been holding off. Maybe I'll leave it for the PlayStation. That seems like an easy platinum at some point, so. That's true. That's a good point. And then the more recent, the Alan Wake remastered. Love the original. Uh, fully intend to go that one. Um, but yeah, those are four games that I fully could have made this list i could easily see maybe one or two of those bumping out returnal or uh immortals uh but alas they did not make it and that's exactly i think the only one i could put in there that i've said a multitude times uh near replicant uh i same thing i haven't played it yet but i have a feeling it would be high in my list if seen how much i love near autonoma yep gotta get that banger soundtrack though if you don't you're not making that list boy so anyway, Chris, we got through both lists and we mm -hmm. did so in a decent enough fashion. We're, you know, we're over 40 minutes and mm -hmm. maybe with editing, we're going to be a little less, but I feel confident that I'm going to make this stretch out and then uh, therefore we can almost make 50 minutes and it justifies everyone's so... wait until next week. <laughs> so it's currently eight degrees and cloudy right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's been raining the last couple of days. So anyway, that is it of our two lists. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm sorry if you're expecting a full episode. Uh, I'm gone. When you're listening to this, I'll still be traveling and uh, taking a little road trip. Uh, like I said, mental health break. 
And yeah, that's basically everything. I think my dog's barking currently. So if you can hear that, I'm not re-recording this. Uh, He's it, swearing. I've, that's what's happening. He's swearing. Exactly. If you hear the I'm just barking. swearing a lot. And my dog is a Shiba Inu. If you like that breed, look it up on Google. It's a beautiful dog. Except he's got more attitude than any child you've ever met. Got the and uh, he's got the tude. So thanks again for joining us. Thanks for giving us your most valuable currency, which is your time. It means a lot to us. It humbles us. We appreciate it very much. And until the next Monday, when you'll actually get a real episode again, episode 86, goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.